Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Podcasting with Will Show, episode 4 for the month of February. And again, not to beat a dead horse, but I'm on the fence on renumbering everything. You know, from like episode 1 to episode like whatever, 50. Because when I do my intro or whatever like this, I say like episode 3 for the month of February. So, I mean, you know, we'll see. I mean, it might make it easier for people to like, I don't know, this number, whatever, but... Alright, today is kind of like, I guess, funny story time. And let's see, I was looking up something. I don't know what it was, I saw something. I don't know, maybe it was like... Oh, it was like on a social media page, it was like a... It was like a, you know, someone was honoring like a fallen service member. And it turns out it was uh, it was a Marine that was with 3rd Battalion, 2nd Marines, 3-2, Blue Kilo Company, out of Camp Lejeune. Let me look that up, for sure. Yeah, it was... It was Lance Corporal Jason... Rother? Rother? Yes, it's a famous incident, like, that happened. Because he was, uh... He was left out in the... He was a road guard, alright. He was a Lance Corporal with 3rd Battalion, 2nd Marines. He's He was from Minneapolis, Minnesota. He was born July 16th, 1969. He died on August 31st, 1988, and they said it was because of dehydration in the elements. He was with Kilo Company. They were there for uh, CACs. Uh, you do desert warfare training out, you know, in Twin Nine Palms. And he was... They were supposed to have road guards as a buddy team, but he was paced about... They didn't have enough, I guess, the lieutenant that was in charge didn't get enough, like... You know, road, have enough road guards to put two. So he put him in the last Marine. I think he put them in like, like maybe not far, like 200 yards from each other or something like that. And they were supposed to direct the convoys for the exercise or whatever. Well, they forgot him. He was out there and they didn't report him. They didn't do accountability and didn't report him for like 40 something hours. He hiked 17 miles where he succumbed to the elements, you know, and died. He was, like, only three miles, I believe, from civilization. Like, the highway or or maybe, I think the highway. Or, like, where he would have been able to at least, you know, get help. And this was before, 1988, so there were no cell phones. So it's not like he could walk somewhere, get service, and be like, hey, I'm stuck out here, you know. And I just remember that, and I was like, and it went into, yeah, like, so, like, basically, like, the lieutenant was, uh, the lieutenant was, like, court-martialed, and so were two, his platoon sergeant and his squad leader, who were both sergeants. And then the battalion commander was relieved, and the battalion XO was relieved. Now, I don't know if this lieutenant was his platoon commander or his, or like a 
part of like the H&S company who was just in charge of that. It doesn't say. It doesn't say who the company, anything about the company commander, his company XO, his first sergeant, battalion sergeant major, the company gunny. You know, others that should have like, you know, been doing accountability and not known and known where he was at. So like I said, they didn't find this Marine until, no, he was missing until they did weapons accountability for like, you know, gear, you know, gear inventory and an EDL and his weapon was not accounted for. And apparently this pissed off Commandant General Alfred M. Gray Jr. When they sent in the report to him, he thought he ordered an outside investigation because he thought it was a cover-up by the by the company. Anyway, what I was saying is read too. It's talking about like scary things in Twin Palms. Some guy, some alleged Marine was out there training and said he was standing like post. And some Marine, he thought it was a Marine, like, you know, he heard a coyote yelp. Then a Marine, he thought a Marine was taking a shit somewhere, taking a dump, and he's like, hey, what's your name? He's like, hey, can I come in? And he was like, what's your name? Why are you out there so far taking a dump? And the guy said, Sergeant Wright. And he was like, hold on, let me call this in. And they're like, there's no Sergeant Wright. Uh, don't look at him and run, or get back here now or something. Don't let him in, don't look at him and run. And he said the person was very angry. And he said the whole company just popped smoke and left. Tents and everything out there. They left a bunch of tents and stuff out there and got out of there. And I was like thinking, well, I didn't see ever see anything. Well, we didn't, when I was in, I don't remember anyone ever seeing anything saying they saw anything creepy or weird at 29 Palms. Supposedly the comm barracks are haunted. I don't know, I wasn't a comm marine. I didn't go to the comm barracks. So I don't know. So again, I don't know. I mean, no, funny things happen at 29 Palms, but... Like, my first, like, encounter in 29 Palms was... Was all a bunch of our seniors drunk from, like, when we got there. You know, talking to us. That's kind of, I think, a military tradition, maybe. Of drinking... At 29 Palms. I think I remember setting in on a drunk, you know, senior, like, talking to you. Junior Marine, I was probably drunk too, I don't know. I don't remember. I just remember. It seemed like that was a tradition at the time. And then someone does, someone funny thing, someone brought up like shoving beer bottles up each other because someone said they were 1 7. And someone goes, oh, I thought. And then someone goes, no, that was 2 7. And I was thinking, no. And this was like a, I think a Reddit conversation. And I was like, no. I think that was 3 7 India Company. Pretty sure right before we deployed because that hazing incident cost them. I think they cost them a chance at being the battalion's main effort, because I think initially they were supposed to be in Huseba. They were supposed to be in Huseba, maybe, like the main effort for the battalion. And maybe Kilo or Lima, one of us, one of them was supposed to be the uh, battalion, like at Alcon with the battalion. I don't know. I, I mean, like I said, I don't remember. I'm not super sure. I mean, I think that was a rumor, and that part of the haziness kind of got them in trouble. I mean, they had a good CO. They had good officers and leadership, probably. Anyhow, like, 
But like I just I just don't know if like I have really any haunted like crazy stuff like that happened in Twenty Nine Palms. Although my buddy Puga did find a when he was a company uh police sergeant right before everyone was getting out and leaving like three seven, like guys I came in with and stuff. He did find a marine I mean, I remember one time I walked we were walking out to go to do something, I think we were going to taps. And I was like, Man, it smells like somebody died in here or something. Turns out there was one of the Marines, it was a UA Marine that was about to go to the brig and then get booted out, like he hung himself and my buddy Puka found him in his closet. So I remember NCIS was there and I was like, Man, I was just joking. I I mean, but I guess, you know, when you're you know, overseas and you smell death, you you're not even thinking, man. You know, you, you know. I mean, but, again, that's not funny, but. And I think that guy would have been on, no, they, I think he might have been on the third floor. I think we were third floor. Or second floor. Wow, second deck, I don't remember. Lima had a deck, we had a, I mean. Although, like, I guess, like, a, one of the funniest things that happened was when I was, like, on, I think I was on duty one time. Was I on, yeah, I think I was on duty, and we were across from, like, 311 artillery unit. There's a Marine, so I was like, hey, there's a, there's a Marine, like, you know, passed out on the, look at the third deck, and I'm like, okay. And I go up there, I'm like, hey, buddy, man, you all right? He just gets up and goes, yeah, yeah, and he runs into 311. He wasn't one of our Marines. He goes up runs back into 311. I'm like, well, you know, it's 311's problem now. And then there was, I don't even know if I was on duty for this one. I think I was. Uh, one of the guys, like, apparently bit a stripper that somebody had brought back, which was a married Marine. It was why he was in the barracks, I don't know. Maybe because he was bringing back a stripper to hang out with. Apparently, he bit the stripper, and that was a thing. Then there was the same time, uh, I was in, like, some 2 7 guys jump one of our Marines, and then, like, someone else, like, ah, 3 7 assemble. Then PMO shows up. And then there was a, this is a calm Marine story. There was a female Marine that was from calm, and honestly, she looked like Sideshow Bob from The Simpsons. Well, Apparently a bunch of my Marines said, you know, were, you know, sh uh, I guess maybe they had been hooking up with her. I don't know, apparently she came to the barracks and like one of the other duties seen her and they were chasing her around the barracks. So our drunk, like, cause usually like, generally if you're not, you like, in some, some companies, you know, some teams, you know, sometimes a sergeant will be a platoon sergeant, which normally in a weapons company, a platoon sergeant billet is filled by either a staff sergeant or a gunny. I mean, if you're technically, I think, completely TO'd, even with, like, anti-armor, heavy guns, and mortars, it's a uh, gunny. Gunnery sergeant is a platoon sergeant. And, like, your section leaders are staff sergeants. It's not always the case. So our platoon sergeant was a sergeant. He was, and because usually staff and COs do not live in the barracks. They have GO bachelor quarters, or they live out in town. So, like, our platoon sergeant sergeant, you know, he's probably having a good time, and then, like, someone, I think, came to him, and, you know, he had, like, a room by himself, and they're like, hey, you know, sergeant, you know, and then, like, we're trying to find out where she went, and, like, one of our Marines, like, he's like, like, what's her name? Where is she? And he's like, I don't, 
remember. I don't know. We're like, you guys have been hanging out with this girl for weeks and married, and you don't know her name. It was like a little. It was a bit ridiculous, but it was just funny because like the duties were chasing her. Lima, I think duty was chasing her, trying to find her. I think I might have been on duty for this one, but I was on my. When you're on duty, you get a break, and you have an A duty, and you know. The general duty on the barracks is a corporal or a senior lance corporal. And then your A duty is going to be a lance corporal. Or maybe a PFC if you're a lance corporal. A PFC or a lance corporal is going to be your A duty. And then like a sergeant and a, I think sergeants and staff. Sergeant's usually going to be an A duty for the officer of the day, which could be a staff sergeant or could be a staff NCO or a lieutenant generally. The OOD, Officer of the Day. So, like, yeah, that was... And one of the funniest things was when we had two boots, okay, Moy and Squeak, or Periton, they were, like, one of the... We were out training outside 29 Palms, right? Outside, just outside of Main Sad. And one of them was, like, the other one, so right before we deployed the Ramadi. And remember, like, in the vehicle, there is... Like, I'm a dismount at this point. I think Deerberger was the VC, and Litke was the gunner. We're all three senior guys that have been deployed to Iraq before. So, like, and we just watched, like, Squeak. I'm sitting there, and Litke's sitting there, and we just hear this tumor. I think we're all in the vehicle. Or Deerberger might have been out in some kind of meeting with like the platoon sergeant or section leader. And we're sitting here, and me and we're just hearing like, I think Squeak tell, or Moy or Squeak one, I don't remember which one told the other one, but he's like, this is what Iraq looks like. And we just like started laughing. Now, honestly, 29 Palms maybe kind of look, could look like Iraq a little bit. Like maybe Al Assad or something like that. Certain areas. But remember, these guys had never been to Iraq, so. Honestly, it was funny the shit we gave them for that. But we just gave them. But that was just funny, like boots. Teaching boots. But like. I mean, some of the funniest stuff was like. I mean, I'm trying to think of a really funny story. We were doing some training. Oh, we were doing some training at the Direct Action Resource Center in outside of Little Rock, Arkansas, Darcy. And this was uh, with the 23rd Marines, India Company, 323. With this one Marine, like, he came out, we were doing, like, like training. He comes out, of, I guess, exits the vehicle, and somehow his, he has his rifle upside down. And like these instructors at Dorsey are like, a lot of them were tier one operators and stuff like that. They're, you know, if you know what that means, they're like, these guys are all like SF type guys, special forces guys, most of them. So they're all like, you know, tier one or whatever, like guys, they're operators. They're like, they're special forces guys. They see this come out, one of our Marines come out. He has his rifle upside down, like pointing. He's like holding security with his rifle like that. And like you just like watching and you hear like one of the 
the instructors go, well, that's a first. And I mean, that was a first for me too as a Marine. At this point, I'd been in the Marine Corps almost five years at that point, I think, when this was happening. A little over four. Yeah, it was a little over four because it hadn't quite been five yet because it forced to be five, it would have had to been October of 2007. So yeah, it wasn't five yet. It's a little over four. And yeah, I see this, and you know, I'm like, yeah, it's first for me, too. And remember, these guys have been in probably a lot longer than I have, so that being a first for them, you know, says a lot. <laughs> but that was like, that was a hilarious. I mean, then one of the best things about that was when we did our work, when we were, we were, we were at Lejeune, staying in Lejeune, it's one of my Marines. As we're driving, like, they let some of us, because it was a reserve unit, some of us, like, drove the Lejeune. I was one of the Marines that drove, so they picked it, they asked for volunteers to be an A driver, because I think everyone else flew there. And, like, you know, different Lance Corporals or whatever guys, like, I'll, I'll go, you know. I get stuck with one of my, one of my Marines ends up being my A driver for this drive in our personal vehicles. Lance Corporal Jolly. And, like, we're driving, like, you're going through Tennessee, North Carolina, Asheville area. It's kind of sketchy sometimes. We have this semi-truck, like, next to us. He's like, Corporal Rawson, that semi-truck's awfully close. I'm like, yeah, we're probably going to die. <laughs> he looks over and tells me, I'm like, yeah, we're probably going to die. But, no, anyway, though, like, Jolly, he, like, he ends up hooking up with this lady... At, that works at the seven day store there. And like this old like this Asian Vietnamese lady probably, I think. I think she was Vietnamese. But he ends up like they're like going out in the parking lot. And like we'd go into the seven day store and she'd be like, Where's Lance? Or Larry. His name was Lance. She'd be like, Where's Lance? Be like, or Larry. Not Lance, Larry. She'd say like a wrong name. So I think she didn't she I don't know why she called him Larry. I'm like, Larry and the only Larry I knew in the Marine Corps at this point was Richardson. A guy I'd served with in 3-7. Like, he is not here. I'm like, and like, she was talking about Jolly. Like, Lance, and his first name was Lance. I'm like, a Larry Jolly? I'm like, oh yeah, Larry. I don't know. He's like, where's Larry? I'm like, did you tell that lady your name was Larry? No. Ooh. Yeah, he did. And what's funny about Le Lejeune was funny. Like, I had a roommate that I s we swear he may have been a serial killer. One time I let him borrow my truck, and there was some kind of animal bone, I believe, maybe, I hope, in the back. We don't know how it got there. But Lejeune was wild. I'll just say that. Marine bases are wild. But I swear he was a serial killer. <laughs> he liked the OC, and I gave him shit for that, but I actually loved that show. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. But when people ask whose show that was, I'd be like, it's his. But I would watch it. He didn't know that. But I would be watching it drunk. In our in our in our room. And be like, <laughs> Fortunately he didn't deploy with us and my buddy Davis like body slammed him. Like I missed it, apparently. I don't know, Tombstone pile drive with him or some crap and almost killed him. <laughs> well I didn't well, I mean Paws could have. Didn't. Like he didn't like go to the Medivac or anything crazy, but they got in an argument or something. I have no idea. It's Marines being Marines. It happens. But 
Dude, like, I remember, like, we had to do, like, a morning run, and I had, like, a whole thing of Jack to kill. Like, people helped me kill the Captain Morgan. Yeah, I think, you know, the Jim Beam. Everyone helped drink the Jim Beam. No one, for whatever reason, except the two Marines, took, they took a shot of the Jack Daniels. I drink all this Jack Daniels myself, because supposedly we were going to have a room inspection, and you're not allowed to have liquor in there. Hard liquor. So I drink it all myself. We have morning PT, right? We're running. I'm all right. I'm still hungover. Just, the thing was, there was a couple of Marines that had fallen out of hikes. And apparently, and since I was apparently a good hiker, humper, or whatever, and, you know, I guess, you know, a, a humping stud at that point, at that time in my prime, they're like, yeah, the seal's like, hey, can you, like, get up early before morning PT and, extra, and give these Marines extra PT? Yeah, no problem, sir. It's like when the if when our company RO fell out, who'd they freaking call up from the back, like you know, from first platoon to help like lead to carry the company, the COs, like, you know, and your CO's going hard on these hikes. Who'd they call me? Leave my squad or my team and go do that. I'm not bragging on myself, just saying that happened, and this is how kind of where it came to helping these fallout Marines, you know, PT in the morning. Well, let's just need to say. Because I finished that jack and then go to bed till like 3 a.m. I did not. We did not do that early morning run. They came in and I was like, I barely made it up for the actual regular morning PT a few hours later. And what's funny is, we're running. Like, the team sergeant's like, you are ham. <laughs> yeah. We're running and like, we got one. We're doing some calisthenics. We stopped at calisthenics. And I am sweating pretty hardcore, and our platoon commander is up at the front, Captain McGuckin, I believe was his name, he is like, why does it smell like Jack Daniels, and I'm, I'm like, I'm trying not to bust up laughing, because it is me, I mean, there may have been some other Marines too, but it was me, mostly, and that's the thing about the Marine Corps, like now, if I drank a whole bottle of Jack Daniels and went to bed at 3am, I would not wake up till about 5pm the next day. That, that that later on that day it would still need to you know still be recovering but in my 20s in my prime in the Marine Corps yeah I could do that not even take a nap and like go to bed at like 10 11 midnight the next day that night and keep going but I mean, there's some, like, crazy stories, like, Kilo Company 323, their gunny got relieved because we call this the infamous Kilo Company gangbang. There was a lady, and she was hot, she was attractive, like, I guess she met two Marines from Kilo Company. She had just had a baby, apparently, not too long ago. They were tag-teaming her, apparently, along the trail in front of the barracks out there, it was, like, right before the water is. They were, you know... Apparently another random guy jogging comes by, PT comes by and asks if he could get in on it. Another Marine or sailor, corpsman out there. And they're like, nah. She's like, no. So they go back to the barracks, right? Then apparently everybody gets involved. She's at the barbecue. The company gunny's like, I guess she's squirting her milk in his face or something like that. So he gets relieved. So, so we called him the senior drill instructor, GSA. Gunner Sergeant Alvarez, he was like a platoon sergeant or something like that. 
He gets sent over there to be their company gunny. He's another, that's, that's a whole other story about him, I guess. So he goes over there because they get rid of the gunny. The corpsman, one of the corpsmen, because he maybe was involved in the video, our battalion medical officer was a was a captain in the Navy, which is a which is the equivalent of a colonel because he was in the reserves and he was like the chief something surgeon or something at Vanderbilt Medical Center at this time. Captain Nadu. He was he was pretty cool. I liked him. He like was appalled by this stuff that he was like, I don't want you with those degenerates of Kilo Company so he sends it to the Degenerates Marines in India Company. Sends him to us. And it's like, oh man, yeah, that is why our doc got there. We got we uh, we got a doc, and they put someone else over there. Well, that was like crazy though, because like you heard about that, and like they had video of it apparently. So like, so basically, like basically, you know, that got rid of, well, and the reason why we called him like. I guess, like, Gunner Sergeant Albers had done, like, 8, 10, 12, something like he'd done a lot of cycles in the drill field as a drill instructor and recruit training, and it's not really a drill instructor, they're sergeant instructors at OCS. He had been, like, a sergeant instructor, too. He was, what, like, I guess, you'd almost refer to him maybe as a fleet dodger, because he didn't spend... He didn't spend a lot of time in the fleet, like, after his initial enlistment. Like, as soon as he could go, like, the like, you know, extra, like, billets that were not fleet-related, he did. Like, because he had done, like, recruiting, I think, SOI instructor, like, the sergeant instructor, uh, I&I. &I. Like, in his, like, time, he had been, like, I guess in the Marine Corps, he had spent, like, and generally, it probably should be about 50%, because usually, I think how enlistment goes, especially if you're in the infantry, is first enlistment, four years, and again, this is supposed to be like funny story time. Some of it's funny, some of it's not. Some of it might hopefully be informative. Is you do four years, you know, in your fleet, you re-enlist, you go to B billet. Then, I think at some point, you know, three to five, whatever, how long you have to re-enlist in that B billet. Towards the end, you go to a fleet. You go to the fleet. Back to the fleet. You re-enlist again, maybe. So maybe he didn't. I mean, necessarily. Dodge, but generally, like, you know, there's, when you get up in the range, because, you know, if you're about to be eight, you're eight, you should be a staff NCO, so maybe you, you, you re-enlist, and they tell you, you got to stay three years in this, for, you know, and like, with an infantry weapons or line company, an infantry battalion, as a platoon sergeant or section leader, then, you know, by that time, you, you know, about year seven or eight, year seven, you're, you're re-enlisting again. You're going, you know, you're about to maybe pick up Gunny. You're in your B billet, you pick up Gunny. So you go, say you were in the drill field. So you go back to the drill field, maybe. Or you go to OCS as a sergeant instructor. Maybe what your name Sergeant Alvarez did. So you're, by the time when that enlistment's over, you're going to be in your third enlistment 12 years. You're probably a, you're a Gunny or close to picking up Gunny. So maybe you re enlist, go back to an infantry battalion, either a platoon sergeant, or, and then, you know, you get promoted to gunny, you change running for a weapons company or company guns. And you keep going, you know. Unless you do career recruiter, which then you're no longer an 0369, you're a, I don't know what that MOS is. 
I do. So I don't. I don't. It's like probably like I think eighty four something career recruiter. Let me look up what career recruiter in the Marine Corps looks like real fast. But I'll look it up for you. Just so. Career recruiter. MOS. Career recruiter MOS is, OD, is 8412. I think 8411 is an actual recruit when you're a recruiter. I think that's a sergeant to staff sergeant. So I think to be a career recruiter, you have to probably be a E7 and above. Anyway, that's like, so like, you know, saying like, you, you like, don't keep that one. So like, yeah, that's, that's where you become like a career recruiter, I guess. But yeah, so like, basically, you know. But like, you know, yeah, like, there were some other times there was like, we were reserving some of our officers with us were like where at one point we were initially in our like the same the barracks we were in I think one time like they were drunk running from like the duty or something like that and that was funny but they were good to go officers I mean you know obviously officers are people too they like to have a good time too and I'm trying to think that that like Lejeune exercise did we oh there was the, uh, well, this is a bit to be continued because there's a funny, like, in this is all for today. Have a good day. Oh, wait, no, it's not. No, it's not. Disregard the to be continued. The funny story was I was at the gate. We were coming into the gate. Everyone, I had went to, like, I think I had came back to go to, like, a division school's, like, FO class course like for us everyone else was still in the field which while I was in the field funny as one of my marines was taking some kind of course or they had dental or something we had them bring Sonic out to the range we were at as I let them use my truck while I was out in the field I was like they brought us they delivered us Sonic it was before Uber and stuff like that anyway though like I had come back everyone else I came back from the field early for this you know me and some other guys for the 0341s for the division schools like mortar FO class I think that's what it was at this time we had a really cool sergeant from 3-2 which if you remember the earlier first topic we talked about Lance Corporal Jason Ro uh, Rother you know who that tragedy shouldn't have happened his leadership truly did fail him in that but though we had a really cool sergeant from uh, 3-2 that was the instructor I can't remember the guy's name, but he was, I forgot his name, essentially, but he was really cool. First, I don't, I mean, he was kind of, thought he was like a, kind of a prick, but then, you know, he's actually good to go. But anyway, though, what happened? Oh, so anyway, though, we, the guys come back, everyone wants to go to, we want to go out to eat. And here's the deal, like, apparently the IHOP, Outside of Jacksonville, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, it was not 24 hours, 24 7, like they were in Arkansas and Oklahoma, where all the Marines, I was Oklahoma Marine, the other guys that were with me were all from Arkansas, 
We're like, what? So we go there. It was a way to get our food and come back. We had to bring some people to go play. We had to bring Dave, Jackie Davidson, to, Sergeant Davidson at the time, uh, to go box. I think it was me, Davis, I believe Loomis and Granger, and Sergeant Williams. He was my tune sergeant at the time. So Casey has us drive. We go to the seven-day store so he can get a 24-pack of beer or a 12-pack. I can't remember. And he just starts drinking unless we're driving out to town to go eat. I'm not drinking because I'm driving. Okay, we're coming back into the gate at Camp Lejeune, right? They got one of those checkpoints there. It's like a Friday or Saturday. We're coming back into the gate, right? And lo and behold, like, this Marine sitting there, and he's got his rifle. I don't remember. I don't know if he's Condition 1 or Condition 3. He's a little PMO, PFC at the gate. You see him, like, and honestly, me talking about it's not going to do it justice, but he was almost at the ready when he looks in our vehicle, sees Sergeant Williams' beer cans over there, open beer cans, over there on the passenger side of my truck. He's, like, almost pointed at me. He's like, I need help. I need assistance. And Sergeant Williams goes into platoon sergeant mode. He's been drinking, too, a little bit, but he's like, hey, calm down, Marine. You have loaded M16 pointed at us. We're like, yeah, we're not terrorists. We're Marines. So anyways, we have to pull over to the little side where they check you, get out. They're, we're all standing over there. This, like, female staff sergeant, she was like a PMO, and then this male gunny. She was a female staff sergeant and male gunny. They're over there talking, like, telling us, like, you know, and she's, like, sitting there talking, like, they're talking about, like, she's, like, and she was hot. I'm not going to lie. She was attractive. She's, like, talking, they're, like, He's like, who was driving? I'm like, whose truck is this? I'm like, mine. And this is when I'm a corporal. And they're like, and they're like, who was whose beers? Someone was like, I'm the only one that was drinking and I wasn't driving. And they're like, she's like, you could have ruined this Marine's career. And I'm like, hmm? I have a career? <laughs> what? And I'm just like, what? I'm like, hold on, what? I'm like, huh? I'm just like, ha. <laughs> Anyways, they're like, so they're talking, then like they're like, we're we going to go confer with somebody else, or the gunny and her. And then, like, Davidson, David, or Davis yells, well, you can drink, drive with open container in Arkansas. And everyone's like, no, you can't. Because I think at some point, they took Loomis, I think Granger and Davis, separated them from me and Sergeant Williams. And then they, made, you know, and they're talking, and, like, then they bring us all back. They're like, who's your gunny? I think at this point, our gunny drove a Corvette, and I think we've seen him go through, and I think he's seen us over there. And they're like, who's your gunny? And at this point, our company gunny was Gunny Moore, retired Sergeant Major Moore now. But our platoon sergeant at the time, I think, was, I think, G at Gunny Sergeant. Now. No, Williamson was our, Davis, or Williams was our platoon sergeant. Yeah, we, yeah, so our, we didn't have, sorry, it was our company gunny. We didn't have a platoon sergeant, so that was a gunny. We had a platoon sergeant. It was Sergeant Williams. So we're like, uh, Gunny Moore. Like, give him a... Call him. Gunny's Moore's like, yeah, I'll take care of him. You send him back to me. I'll take care of him. We get back there. Gunny Moore's like, who wants shots? And he's like, if you're not... And a couple other guys pull up because I think they had seen us. And he's like, if you are not a... You don't have, you don't have a blood strap. You're not a corporal or above. Go away. Because at this point, I think it's... Me and Davis are corporals. 
And Granger, Loomis, and Williams are sergeants. And obviously, Gunny Moore is a gunny. So it's like, but I think it was Mitchell and someone else was over there, and he's like, Mitchell's like, Mitchell was a, he was an interesting case, because dude had like, he was about to pick up, I think, sergeant, while still being an E3, because his war on MOL said he was an E4, because they lost his warrant. And he's like, well, I'm going to get, it says I'm a corporal on MOL, and Gunny Moore's like, well, did you get, did you get pinned? Get your blood struck? No. He's like, you need to, he's like, go. So he gives us shots, you know, obviously we just got pulled over for having He's like, he's like, he's just like, you know, hey guys, open containers, you know, and just remember, he's a reservist, so he's a law enforcement officer in his civilian world, and he was just like, hey, don't drive around with, you know, open beer cans in a, in a you know, obviously don't be idiots, open containers, you know, and especially going through a gate at a military base. And we're like, yeah, Gunny, we're like, we knew we were good when he was like, let us talk to your Gunny. We knew, because I'm like, I don't know if I would have got like, if they would have gave me a DUI because I wasn't drunk, I would have passed the field sobriety test. I hadn't been drinking anything. So that's the thing. I don't know, like, I guess they would have gave me, op- I would have got a ticket for, op- I could have got a ticket for open containers in my vehicle. I mean, I guess maybe Williams would have got one. Sergeant Williams would have got one too, and I would have got one for being the vehicle's owner and driving with one. But yeah, I mean, maybe one day I'll go more in depth on the difference between active duty and the reserves. I mean, I had like good leadership in both, and like the quality of Marines, both same. Or I mean, pretty, pretty, pretty close. And then you got like. Because every brand, I mean, both active and reserve, I'll just say, have, they have their, like, shit bags, I guess you would say. And that's not just saying junior enlisted, there's some, some, you know, that's above that, too. I guess, you know, all ranks, both have it. But, you know, again, this was, wow, this was a long one. But this is story time, I guess, so it can be. So, yeah. I mean, Lejeune was fun. Oh. They had a Marine. I'm not going to say his name because his job now <laughs> might get in trouble, but when we came back from deployment, we we didn't stay in, like, there was, like, some other, like, I guess, like, maybe, like, traditional, like, barracks that the reserves, reserves stayed in, like, kind of, that I think, maybe. For when they like train there and stuff like that, because I think they might, they probably have units that, there are probably some marine units to go to Lejeune, probably more often than not. Because we were staying in like six marines barracks, I think it might have been two six or three six, somebody was deployed, we were staying in their barracks. Could have been one six, it was just six marine barracks I remember. So like, yeah, we we're, we come back from Iraq, right? And... What happened? What comes in my room? A drunk Marine wearing nothing but cow boots and a luchador mask. And maybe... Was he wearing a cowboy hat too? And I think that's all he was wearing. And maybe some kind of like... Like, yeah. I think that was all. That was pretty funny. And then at the same time, we had a Marine... I think the same night, we had a Marine get a Prince Albert. 
And he kept showing it to everybody. And if you don't know what Prince Albert, Prince Albert is, Google it. Unless you were, yeah, Google it. Unless you're like not an adult. But if you're not an adult, you probably shouldn't be listening to my podcast. I say some things that are not appropriate for children sometimes. But, but anyway, though, apparently he kept showing it. He showed it too much and like his uh, squad leader like knocked him out or punched him. But yeah, I mean, that workup was funny. I remember I got in an auto accident, driving another Marine's car to go get more liquor, going to Jacksonville Air Base. It was like a minor like accident. Like, I think really all that happened was like, we were turning, they weren't, or they were turning and we weren't, and all they did was kind of hit, and we kind of did a little, like a little like, almost like a pit maneuver, and like we ended up this way, and then, you know, everything was all right. We went and got our booze, and... Went back to Squad Bay and, you know, one of the, I asked one of the Marines, like, he was like, he's, he's like, yeah, with Junior Marines, like, Hawkinson, I asked him how much, I mean, how much you want? He was like, I'll take a, he gave me, like, an exact amount, and I'm like, I am poor, I'm just gonna pour him, like, hey, is this good? Jack and Coke. And we just, like, you know, I was like, this is why we were, like, back at India Company, like, Camp Robinson. I mean, but you know, like, I mean, I have some funny three sto- three seven stories too. Like, but no, that was like, and some one twenty three stories, and tow stories, tow marines. Man. But anyway, though. And I'm saying, like, yeah, like. It was kind of. Those just like fun times. Because like, let's see. Uh, oh, the the funniest India company story has to be standing in formation. I was an acting like platoon sergeant because like we were doing the rip. And since Davidson was in my platoon, and he was like the, he was one of the squad leaders, he was, but he was also, we were in a, the Hawklinia TCP, like, we were both the SOGs, but since he was like the senior SOG, I guess, like, he did like the early shift, I did like the middle shift, Squires did the graveyard shift, on that one, like, he stayed and did the rip with the 3-4, okay, so like, I'm at Al-Assad with the company. Our first sergeant's there. Company Gunny stayed to do the rip with his replacement. My platoon sergeant, Staff Sergeant Miller, was the acting company Gunny. We had first sergeant Brian there. I don't know. I think all the platoon commanders and officers, I think except maybe our XO, Captain Burgess, I think he might have already, already, he might have been, he might have, he went back maybe with RBE, or not RBE, with the advance party, set up things. At Lejeune when we got back. He might have been like the Advon back. And the CO stayed. Or the CO might have been Advon and he stayed there. I don't remember. Anyway though, like First Sergeant Brian's our First Sergeant. He's there. We do a company formation, right? It's before everyone gets back. I'm like, I go up to the front, you know. First platoon, all present and accounted for, you know. Yada yada, you know. First Sergeant Brian's like, you know, devil dogs. 
funny southern, you know, accent, you know. It's like, devil dogs, you know. Like, in the way he said it. Somebody shit in the shower. Me. Like, my senior drill instructor, rest in peace, you know, said it best. He's like, you're going to be a good Marine, but you don't have any bearing at whatsoever, kind of. Because, like, he would say stuff, and in boot camp, you're not supposed to laugh, and I would laugh. But Staff, then Staff Sergeant Banky would tell me, you just don't have any bearing, but you're going to be a good Marine. And I hope I was. I hope I did not let him down at all. But, you know, like, anyway, though, I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. And, like, anyway, though, he's like, says that. And then he says, like, devil dog, someone shit. And he said it again. He's like, can't be shitting in the showers. And someone took a dump in the shower. And I'm like, probably 0311, making fun of the 11s because I'm a 41. It, apparently, it may have been one of our Marines I found out later. I don't know, or it was like, but I'm like, I just start laughing uncontrollably, and he's like, that shit ain't funny, Corporal Rawson. Me, <laughs> my platoon sergeant's behind him, Vic's like, <coughs> I think he's trying not to laugh too. I'm like, yes sir, sergeant. He's like, we, you know, can't be shitting in the showers. And I'm just dying laughing inside, I'm trying not to roll on the ground laughing. Because it was not disrespecting first time, Brian, it was just... That someone took a dump in the shower and, like, the way he said it was funny. Like, because I liked First Sergeant Brian. He was actually on my on my second deployment with uh, 23rd Marines. He was First Sergeant for Alpha Company. I remember running into him at Pendleton before we deployed. He was... I liked him. I mean... Now... There was a rumor that he would uh, disappear instead of doing first order stuff. Would go, Vic, go take naps at a uh, Alice at uh, the Aditha Dam. <laughs> but yeah, first sergeant went to the dam. He's gonna be there for a while, just taking naps. He's like, yeah, I gotta take care of stuff. Just goes and takes naps and hangs out. Then comes back. He's like, well, what's going on? I mean, I don't know. That's what people said. He was probably really doing first sergeant stuff, which I didn't ever make it to the rank of first sergeant, so. I don't know what that entails. And to be honest, if I would have stayed in the Marine Corps long enough to do that, I think I would have went the I would have went the Master Sergeant route instead, because that that route you get to stay in your MOS, and nothing against any other MOS, but outside of the O3 field. But I'm an O3 for a reason. That's what I chose. And I think I would have wanted to stay in that if I went that route. So I mean, I mean, I have friends that I think probably did become first sergeants. I could probably ask them. What all first sergeants are, you can Google it too, but that doesn't entail, necessarily tell you what all the job is, other than it's mostly an administrative position in, uh, and I think it's eighty nine ninety nine if I'm not mistaken. I think that you get, you, I think that's whenever you, yeah, I think that's all the way to, like, yeah, that's a first sergeant, then I don't know if you stay that whenever you become a uh, sergeant major. It is... You're basically, you're like kind of, a, it's more of an administrative work where like the company gunny is the, it's like more of the operation side or some like weapons companies and like the battalion can rate a master sergeant or a gunny that's an operations chief. And then a company gunny is kind of like, you know, beans and bullets and the first sergeant is kind of like admin. Yeah, it's sergeant major to first sergeant, 8999. And 03. 99 is an operations chief. That is... 
The 0399 is kind of like Gunny the Master Sergeant or Master Gunnery Sergeant. It's an operations chief kind of deal. This is Marine Corps Credential Opportunities Online. Marine Corps Cool. I guess that's a new site. And it tells you like different stuff for the Marine Corps, like different MOSs and stuff like that. Like, I mean, yeah, it's like got all the MOSs, you know. That's kind of cool. I mean, like I said, like, technology's grown since I've been in the Marine Corps. I know they're, you know, although I would not understand ever, like, shrinking the Marine Corps and getting rid of certain MOSs. Like, they're getting rid of uh, Scout Snipers, O317s, outside of the reconnaissance community. And Recon knew that was happening, so they started their own reconnaissance Scout Sniper course. But, I mean, and then I like, get rid of our tanks and stuff like that. I just... Honestly, this is just my, in a perfect world, I'd, if I were president or chairman of the Joint Chiefs or Secretary of Defense, I would just make it happen. I would, like, the Marine Corps would be, we would have tanks back, we would have the infantry battalions that they got rid of. We would basically, because at peak Marine Corps, you have... You had 1st through ninth Marines. You have, you know, 1-1, 2-1, Then you have, you know, you have your 2nd Marines. You have, like, you know, 1-2, one, 2-2, one, two, 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 and then 2-3. Or no, 3-2. Yeah, you have 1... Yeah, it's, you know, like, 1st Marines, 1-1, one, 2-1, one, one, one. Then you have... Battalion wise, then you have second Marines. You have one, two, 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 three, two. Basically, all the way till ninth Marines, where you have one, nine, two, nine, three, nine. We'd have all those. We'd have all those. You know, we'd have all those. All those units. We'd have. We'd have twenty third, twenty fourth, and twenty fifth Marines. You know, first, second, and third battalions. So you'd have nine reserve battalions. You'd have. We'd have our recon, first, second, third recon on active duty. We'd have our fourth recon battalions and third force and fourth force in the reserves. And you would have our LAR units, first, second, third, and fourth. And we'd have our we'd have our infantry all stacked. We'd have our tanks back. And you know, we'd be fully staffed, fully stocked. And that's just me. Anyhow, that's enough of my Marine Corps, you know, and story time, you know, I guess rant. Everyone have a good day. Enjoy your to hump day, yes. Enjoy your Wednesday, February 28th. Tomorrow is February 29th, leap year. And stand by for the, uh, for our uh, Black History Month, you know, where I talk about awesome Marines that, you know, podcasts I talk about awesome Marines that I think their story should be told more. And hopefully it is. You know, that happened to be African-American and contributed to the Marine Corps. So everyone, enjoy your day, rest of your Wednesday, your hump day.